Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Today is April 17th, 2023. Uh, the Cardinals, as we sit right now, are 7-10 and 10 in last place in the NL Central after another rough loss at home. Yeah, the losses at home are weird, obviously. Last year, they were one of the better home teams in baseball, if I remember correctly. Um, can I start this off by bringing some positivity? Couple of things, but I'll I mean, I this. Think, hold on. Let me answer your rhetorical question with an actual answer. Yes, because I cannot handle Twitter any longer. Like you yeah, know, my talks on I, a lot honestly, of that. Anyway. So yeah, no, I needed to get away. Watch Succession. Okay. Now I'm ready for some optimism. All right. So, um, coming into the season, we are expected the Padres, Dodgers, Astros, and Phillies to all not only be in the playoffs, right? To be legitimate World Series contenders, all four, right? Correct. Like, like if you were to pick eight teams that were likely to make the playoffs all four of those teams would have been one correct in the pick um they're all either at 500 or below 500 as we speak right now yeah so i think what happens and this happens to all of us we watch the cardinals every day um so do you focus on what's happening with them but if i were to say go up to a cardinal fan and say hey the astros are eight and nine what do you think what do you think do you think they're gonna make the playoffs you look at me like i was crazy and be like of course they're gonna make the fucking playoffs Right. So you get in this little problem where you're in this bubble focusing on what the Cardinals are doing. Why do we forget every year that struggles are a part of the game that we love? Why do right. why do we just forget it? Well, here's like, can, I don't can I answer it. your second rhetorical question with an actual answer. No, that's an um, actual I, question. I do believe that it is because it it's deja vu all over again. I think that is honestly won the, 93 like, games hold, last year. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask let me answer the question. I do believe it is because, once again, it is April the 17th, as I stated earlier, and we've already seen Pilate shut down for four days. Then, for some reason, we use him on back-to-back days, which makes no sense at all. Then, we've already seen our pitchers are not going deep in game. Like, these are all problems that we talked about in 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 18, 17, 16. Caleb, from the back row with the hand up, go. The Cardinals are ninth in average start length in all of baseball. I understand. Okay. They're in the top so you- third. So they're not, they're getting as many innings or more than almost every team in baseball. So they're right. not getting short starts. Palante was, was fatigued from Colorado. That goes away with time and said he felt great today. He just hung a curveball and Pavin Smith destroyed it. Shit happens. That's what major league baseball players are supposed to do. You hang a curveball, it's going to get crushed. I He was throwing 97. I don't think there was any fatigue there. So I get it. But once again, we're in our bubble where we're saying, well, we're not getting that many yes. quality starts. Well, we're averaging five and a third or five and two thirds in any, um, per start from our starting pitchers. That ranks ninth in all of baseball. And today, and it went up because today Jack Flaherty gave us six. So I just, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it is what it is. Like you're going to struggle. It's, it's baseball. And anyone that expects their team to come out firing on all cylinders, playing like a cohesive team, in April, like you're just fooling yourself. It's not going to happen. And guess what? Most teams that do that, the Brewers who have done this a, a lot of years in a row, <laughs> right? It's not going to end up that way. The Rangers are winning the National League, uh, the American League West right now. I don't even think they finish in third place in that division. So I, I don't know what we're doing here. Like we know this is part of baseball. This isn't football. This isn't even hockey. This is not basketball. People are, you're going to go through ups and downs as an offense, as a pitching staff. And right now, it seems like when the offense is good, the pitching is bad. When the pitching is good, the offense is bad. 
that's not going to continue. Like they're going to click at some point. I, I think all I could do was answer your question on why we feel like I think as Cardinal fans, we feel this way. And as we've talked about before, it's because once again, we have seen this play out in front of our eyes. Now, those stats are fantastic to know. Ninth is good. That's top third. I'm not great at math, but that's top third. All right. That's, so that's pretty yeah. good. 12 playoff um, spots. That's nine. Question to you. Question to you. I was not watching the game. I had to work. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, was kind of following along and, and whatever and, and everything else. What was up? Like, what was up with taking Jack out so early? Was it a matchup thing? And did, did Jack look frustrated about being taken out? Or again, these are all questions I'm asking you because I have yet to go back. I will go back and watch the recap in the morning. I do that every morning anyway, even if I watch the game. So I would just kind of wanted your take on that. Yeah. So um, they took him out because he gave a homer double and then walked the guy. Like, that's not in the seventh inning. That's not, you're not going to stay with him much longer. Yeah, he was frustrated. One, because Tyler O'Neill horribly misplayed the double, should have caught that ball. And then I think Jack explained it after he said he was, I have a pen in my hand. He said he was trying to um, pitch around Christian Walker because at that point he was trying to work around the inning and leave that guy on second base. And the best way he thought was to probably go after the next guy, maybe get a double play. And that, you know, that stuff you do. Um, yeah, he was frustrated, but as he said after the game, he should be frustrated or you shouldn't be playing the game. Like, if Agreed. you want to come out of the game, then you shouldn't be playing the game. So, yeah, he was frustrated, but is that does that mean anything like like he's mad at Ollie? No, it just means he wanted to stay in and help his team win a baseball game, and then it ended up where Palante gave up a grand slam. If he wasn't frustrated by being taken out, I'd be way more concerned than him saying, I want to be in this game. Why the hell am I being taken out? Like, that's okay. Um, and I think that also goes back to, Last uh, his last start in Colorado, Ollie uh, came out said you're staying in the game. Um, I'm assuming probably said something along the lines of you let another guy on, we're taking you out. Jordan Walker misplays a ball in right field, mm-hmm. and he gets taken out right after that. So that's kind of yeah. two games where he's getting taken out early when it's really not his fault. To be honest, like that, Guriel hit that ball hard, but that Connor O'Neill catches that ball most of the time. I don't know why he didn't catch it this time. Who knows? But. He was frustrated. I want to read anything into it more than Jack Flaherty is just an ultimate competitor and he wanted to help the team win. That's about yeah. all I got from it. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Like I said, I, I, I trust what you saw and your breakdown of it way more than most of the people that I'm reading all on Twitter. Who, all he said was trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Like he was walking away and he said, fucking bullshit. As yeah. if you've played baseball at a higher level, like even high level high school or college or whatever you played in, I guarantee there's been a time where you've been frustrated and walked to the dugout yelling fucking bullshit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I got ejected for it once. Yeah. Well, so we know you did. So <laughs> we know you did. First inning lead off, by the way, that oh, was great. Tough. That was awesome. That was Had to sit through six innings of watching other kids play. That was fun. Left. Thanks for that. Left. Thanks for that. Um, all right. So funny that last couple things. Thank you all once again for following along, for listening. You can find our Twitters right down here. Uh, and in the bio, if you would, we would love for you to hit the subscribe button on here. Thank you for that very much. By the way, uh, after last week, we told you we're going to try to do more. We literally did not do any more last week. I will wear that one. Um, the new job, retired retirement job, awesome job at the golf course. Love it. It's just a lot more hours than what I was kind of expecting. And also uh, not as in good a shape as I thought I might have been 20 years ago. And being on my feet for eight hours a day has kind of played a little so i think we're going to be back i think we're going to be back i think we're good to go now i think we got a nice little schedule set up um so thank you for being patient I had somebody on twitter today say yo y'all doing a pod this week or what appreciate you for that so here we are um 
All right, let's get to it. Take two or three, and we don't have to go through every game. Let's not do that. Let's not rehash. Yeah, we missed a lot, that. huh? Yeah, take two or three in Colorado uh, after dropping the first game again, right? Of every series, We've we do that. Yeah, every every series. series. Yeah. Um, yep. Drop the one, then come home. Drop the one to Pittsburgh. Obviously, coming back from Colorado, that's kind of a weird scheduling thing. Uh, take two. I'm split with Pittsburgh. Look, here's what I'll say about Pittsburgh. Uh, I thought Oviedo was very, very good. Um, their offense without O'Neill Cruz is very light. It is, in my it's opinion, bad. it's very well, it's just okay. bad. There we go. They had, uh, Cannon I was Smith, imp- they had Cannon Smith and Jigba batting fifth. <laughs> I was kind of impressed with some of their arms that they have, some young arms. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Pirates have started off well. They started off a lot better than I think a lot of people yeah. thought they would. And so splitting four, most people say, oh, it's the fucking Pirates. Yes, it is. We, we know that that is who it is. However, early in the season, Pittsburgh playing well together. Um, we've seen some, some good things from them. So all in all, last week we go four and three. Um, now Rockies do have the worst record in the national league. And then the other one was the pirates. So most people would say we should have gone five and two, probably six and one, but we went four and three. We won the week. We won the week. Yeah. And uh, that's one way thing. to look at it. Here's the thing. One pirates bullpen has been one of the best bullpens in baseball early on. When you play bad teams early on in the season, that's not when you want to be playing bad teams. Like it's just not, right. you want to be playing the bad teams when they're beaten down and they've lost 10 of 12 and it's hot, and it's August, and they don't want to be even out there anymore. That's when you want to be playing the Pirates, and that's when you'll see the four-game sweeps. We see this every year where there's always either a series lost or a four-game split against the Pirates. Everybody flips the fuck out, and guess what? We always make the playoffs, and they always lose 95 games. So relax. I get it. It happens. Um, My takeaway is the offense, it's it's weird. It's weird because, one, Jordan Walker, I don't know. He looks really bad right now, if I'm being honest with you. Like that would be my assessment. Yes. Um, I expected this to happen. He's just pounding everything into the ground. He will be fine. He'll figure it out. I think he could use maybe some more off days than he's getting. Um, so hopefully that happens. We have enough outfielders. Obviously, we have we'll talk about that later. Probably we have too many outfielders. It seems like um, you can give him some rest. But Nolan Gorman, I mean, we need to talk about him later. He looks amazing. Nolan Arnado looks a, a little. Yeah, Arnado looks a little bit lost right now. He's Nolan. He'll be fine. Um, so it's just, it's weird. Wilson looks really good right now. Um, as of today, the last two games, when everyone screamed at Ollie I for know. batting him third today, I know. I mean, the guy, the guys, we get to him later because let's just get to the series, I guess. Um, uh, well, let's just go through a few things. Overall, let's start with Jordan Walker. Let's start with Jordan Walker. Well, you want to start with, uh, can we talk about the starting pitching and then get to the offense? Because well, I let's, think let's live in I your world. Then there's something weird that's happening here on Twitter. Starting pitching was really bad for the first, I don't know, let's say through the second Colorado game, is that fair? Um, Miles wasn't very good that game. There been some been good, Monty yeah. Had, yeah, he was pretty good um, yesterday. Monty hasn't been great, uh, has been great. The rest had been, you know, Jack's been weird, whatever. Um, since then, pretty good, pretty good. I think as a whole, there's been some weird innings here and there. Jake Woodford came up, had a good start. The starting pitching right now, while I do believe it will be the worst part, the weakest part of this team moving forward, it's still getting bagged on, and I just don't really know why. Like, the Cardinals aren't scoring runs. That's why they're losing these games. Like, the problem is, it's 6-1. to one. Yeah, that's not good that you let five more runs score, but you shouldn't only have one run at that point in time in the game. Like, you had other opportunities right. to score today. Right. So, starting pitching has been way better. Jax looked really good, I think. I think Matis looked really good. Um, Miles, I just think he'll be fine. I don't know if he's going to have a 3-2, but I think he'll have a 3-5, a 3-6 when it's all said and done. Um, Matt's... Kind of tired of him, to be honest. I just don't know what's going on with that guy. 
Yeah. And Wood first. Well, but then he settled the down his last start. Like after he gives yeah, up the lead like, up home run. It's like fuck off. Like but stop yeah, giving up the first three runs. He's always three. Now let me ask you this. Um, you bring up the starting pitching, but I, I think if we're if I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here, and I'm just gonna I want to get your take on this. Is it fair to say we played two of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball? And maybe that is why you've seen the starting pitching come around in the last seven days. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think like Miles, I, I I know we want we want Miles to be good because we gave him a two-year extension. And I know he got through, he gutted through what five and a third or five and two thirds. I want to say he gutted pirates, through. Bro. Like, I want to say he gutted through. He gave up. Um, he wasn't sharp running. again. Well, that's not true though. Like he gave up two runs in five and two thirds, and one of those runs was on Lars Newpark. So he yeah, really gave up one. Yeah, like, I, he was good. I'm, I'm a he little didn't bit through. Like I don't think that's a fair characteristic. Okay, he was rolling for four innings. I'm gonna say I'm a little bit concerned about Miles Michaelis. I, I, I will say that. I'm not yet. All right. Like, I'm okay. Not yet. Okay. Like, All right. here's the thing. Like, you look at anyone's bat, like, worst four starts in a season, and, like, look at what Sandy Alcantara is doing right now. I know. He's gotten blown up yeah. two starts in a row. Like, it, it happens. And, I, I mean, I'm not saying he could – he's going to be great. I don't know. He could be bad. But I'm not worried. And I'll be – I mean, talk to me in May. Like, it's April 17th. Like, Goldie wasn't good last year, and he won the MVP. He was bad all of April. Right. And he won the right. fucking MVP. So – like I, I don't I don't know what else to say other than the fact it's kind of a cop out, I guess, but other than the fact that we've played games for just over two weeks. All right, let's go through let's go through some of the I made some notes this week of some of the things for us, I think, to talk about, kind of what I would call the 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 hot topics around the Cardinals right now. And then we'll move on to around the league and then we got our power rankings, right? That's what we got. And then we'll get out of here. We'll, we keep pushing the mailbag back, but I've got a list. We're gonna do that on the next podcast. All right, because we no got problem. so much stuff to get to tonight. You all right with that? We won't do it on the next podcast. We will. We will. I promise. We're Blake, buddy. I promise. We will do it. I promise for you. We will do it. I enjoy it. I like your reactions. So we'll do that. Um, all right. Let's just go through a little bit. Let's start with Tommy Edmond. All right. Huge hit yesterday for the walk-off after being, I think he was 0 for 14 with runners in scoring position. Changes that dramatic. 1 for 15. For not 15. great. Huh? He was 0 for 15. 0 for 15. So 1 for 16. 16. My apologies. My apologies. Um, Oh, one for 16, not great, but huge. Let me ask you a question, all right? And it's something you and I have talked about. I don't know if we've talked about it much on here or not. It, the switch hitting with Tommy Edmond, are you still okay with, I mean, I guess okay is not the word. Do you still believe he should be a switch hitter or do you believe he is dramatically better from the right side? Now you could argue that's because he's facing left-handed pitching, whatever, if he faced right-handed pitching, how would he hit right hand? We don't know that. Um, do you think that's something that the Cardinals and Tommy are going to look at in the future? Or do you think he's just going to be a switch hitter who's going to struggle a lot of times from the left side and provide a lot more pop or whatever else from the right side? Generally speaking, one, the be- most of the best pitchers in baseball are right-handed. So we have to take that into account. Correct. Um, generally speaking, right-handed hitters are way better at hitting left-handed pitching than left-handed hitters are hitting right-handed pitching. That's just the way baseball has always been. Um so I he was above average hitter right-handed, I mean left-handed last year. Um slightly, but he was. No, I don't think so. Cause I one, I think it's a lot adds a lot to his value that he can that he can turn around and have a matchup advantage. And two, we know that this guy is streaky level with his left-handed swing. Like he's always good right-handed, right? But he's streaky with his left-handed swing. Um, he'll be fine. He's gonna hit his doubles, he's gonna do his thing. I just think people don't realize how big of an adjustment that is at the major league level to switch what you've been doing your whole life and to see right-handed sliders come out of Jacob deGrom's arm or whoever, for the first time you're facing that right-handed, you're going to suck. 
It's not going to be good. I, like, I don't know. I think I probably hit 700 off of him. Yeah, you. he's hurt, by the way, which sucks. But no, of course, Of course. I mean. Yeah, he got hurt today. He was throwing a right. no-hitter through five and left, I the, saw, left the game. I saw. Um, okay. Four. Now, let's get to one of the things you kind of brought up earlier in the podcast. And I because I think it is such a big topic. And it's been a topic that you and I have questioned all year. Like, what is going to happen? One, what is the report? Let's start with this. What is the report on Burley? Have we heard? Because what a start he's been off to. He hit a home run. Okay, see, I did did not watch. (laughs) I told you, did not watch the game. Was that the golf course with the old Rich Whites? That's what I was doing Not even two hours ago, he had a two-run home run. All right. Well, here we go. He's doing fine, I think. All right, good, good, good. Now, which leads me into, obviously, you had the D.C. next drain. We still have the questions about what's going on with with Dylan Carlson. Newt's back. All right. You have five outfielders. Mm-hmm. Rank them for me. Okay. Um, in order right now. Of, in order of how good they are, how where, how much I'd play them. How much you would play them. Let's do that. Because well, the, that, okay. I think that goes hand in hand with how good they are. It doesn't because I don't think Walker is better than Tyler O'Neill, but I'd play him over Tyler O'Neill because um, he's here. But as of right now, I would go Nupar one. He's been incredible. Like the guy, he's walked almost 50% of his at-bats. So far, and he had a homer yeah. yesterday. Best part about New was he went down to the the rehab, struck out three out of five at bats, came up and hit a bomb. <laughs> and, they, and they called him up, and they hit a home run. Yeah, <laughs> um, two is where that gets tough. Oh my. Okay, Burleson. I yeah. I'm going yes. Burleson too. I um, agree. And then I'm going to go Walker three, and then I'm going to go O'Neill, and I'm going to go um, Carlson. Okay, so and Carlson, you know, and before you, we, you, Carlson is a very distant five. You and I have talked on here about how we were, we talked about this, in fact, leading from, it felt like November until now, honestly, how is Ali going to utilize all of these guys? I think, and w- w- this kind of leads into what we brought up earlier, the emergence of Nolan Gorman has changed everything because, you know, we, I had talked on here and had a really good Twitter discussion with another guy who brought to my attention that he thought hitting in the year, the DH role was going to specifically be an outfielder. I did not see it that way going in because everybody who watches the show and listens to me knows that Nolan Gorman is one of my, like, I love that dude. Like, absolutely. I, the seal, I've talked about it soon. He's my, he's going to go through a rut at some point too, probably. But what, what he's doing right now is unbelievable. I mean, the changes he's made, the confidence, every time he gets up there, you almost feel like something good is going to happen when Nolan Gorman is in, is in the box. And I just always kind of had to, I didn't know it was going to be this good right off the bat. Let's be honest. But I, I didn't see it as one of those outfielders was DHing. So you and I have talked about this. So there are a lot of bats, but we can't, we can't keep platooning everyone. You can't have just a, I mean, maybe you can't, maybe you can. I. <laughs> you want to be the Dodgers from the past five years? Is that what you want to be the Dodgers? Because that's what they do, what they've done forever. Well, they don't because Mookie plays every day. Yeah, Nolan Arnato plays every day. Well, Super Mookie's an outfielder. That's I mean, we're not talking about okay. Well, that's like this I'm okay. I'm talking about players. Outfielder and fielder doesn't make a fucking difference. Okay, they've done this forever. They they find players that are good in their roles. And they maximize them. They revitalized Albert Pujols. Like this, well, this is what they do. They did. They maximize. They revitalized Albert Pujols without a fucking DH. That's what they did. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And, oh, you're talking about the Dodgers, base. correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, this is yeah, what yeah, they yeah. do, and you that's why you hired Ali Marmol. I think this is it's fair to say that Moselle has been wanting this for a long time, and he's been searching for it. He found the players, he found the group of guys, and he got the manager that he thinks is going to be able to make it work. Now, okay. whether or not I tend to agree with you, by the way, but I, like I led you to that question 
acting. I, I tend to agree with you. And we've talked about it. What, what can, can I tell you what concerns me about that? Is that yeah. we now are going to make Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson against lefties almost only. And really. that does Tyler concern O'Neal me. Played today. I, I, I am, I'm talking about going forward, right? I, that's all I'm saying. Jordan Walker is here. Know. Yeah, sorry. You know what I do? Yeah, he is for now. I mean, we'll see. He needs to stop hitting the ball on the ground. But <laughs> um, we, I don't know. I think the thing that's interesting to me, the one thing that would concern me is these guys are young. It's different if you're platooning a bunch of veterans. Um, platooning young guys is different. They're not playing every day. It is a different thing. So I will acknowledge that that could be a bump in the road. I'll also say that I don't, I think they could trade some of these guys. I think they might, they probably will at some point. And here's the thing that I, We've talked all offseason that they need to get pitching and to trade for it from the surplus. Who are the two guys a lot of people wanted to trade? Alec Burleson and Nolan Gorman. May like I, I would be glad they didn't trade those guys because they're yeah. getting two and five for us today. Right. So right. like I, I think it's I think it's gonna figure itself out because not all five guys are going to be good. Dylan Carlson looks lost at the plate sometimes. Sometimes he looks great. It's weird. Tyler O'Neill takes some of the Hits the ball 110 in the next at bat. Looks like he's never played baseball before. So I, I don't know. All I know is Alec Burleson's consistently hitting the shit out of the ball. I know Jordan Walker came up and had the longest hitting streak ever as a 20-year-old. Um, and I know that Lars Newpar walks and hits homers, and that's just what he does, and he plays great defense. So, Which, by the way, we are 20 minutes into the podcast, and that's the first time we mentioned Walker breaking the, the thing. Yeah, with, that, right. yeah right. Uh, Impressive, so, right. shout and out Jordan Walker, and he was by kind of, the way. The thing that was more impressive to me about that is he was struggling while doing it. He wasn't yeah. hitting that well. He was just finding no. a way, starting rallies. Um, I don't think he should get sent down. That's not what I meant to imply earlier. Um, I just no, think, I know you didn't. I I and I, I ranked him third because I think he should be playing every single day. Like in terms of people that need to play every day, he'd be number one because if he's here, he has to play. Um, he'll figure it out. He'll be fine. I I just I think I think Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. If you're asking me to rank them talent wise. They're probably not four and five. Tyler Neal's probably one in terms of talent. And Dylan Carlson's not five for me in terms of how I think he's the most talented player. I just think at this point, like, hey, Dylan, you know it's a competition. Put up or shut up, dude. Like, it's time. You got to go, and he's not going. It's like sometimes I feel like he shrivels under pressure. And it's not good. He tried to bunt the other day unprompted in the ninth inning with with a winning run on second base. Yeah. You want to win a competition, get a hit. Right. Like, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Burleson's running with it. He smoked another ball today. He's betting second for you. That guy's not going anywhere. His no. emotion would be moving down the order, not coming out of it. So I don't know. Like at this well, point. Not now that leads well. me to the, my final question about the outfield, because I really think we need to spend a little bit more time on, on Nolan Gorman. So I hope you have his stats pulled up. So if not, while I'm asking you this question, yeah, I have, have those stats Christ. pulled up because I did. I did not. I do not. And the so, thing, just dude, so you know, I but anyway, Nolan... hold on before oh, we get I to that. Am... Yeah, go ahead. Are we, I got excited. Are, are we concerned at all about Burleson and Walker defensively in the outfield? Because what that does, if you those two are playing, that means Lars Newbar's in center field. I'm not saying Lars Newbar's not. I'm saying what I would say is he's our third best center fielder on our team. That's what yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, no, second. He's way better. You think than he's Tyler better O'Neal. than? Okay, that's fine. That, that's fine. I don't even think it's close. If I'm being honest with you, I okay. think Tyler O'Neill is might be worse than Alec Burleson in center field, but um, he's just fast. I don't understand. I still don't understand why that happened. Um, am I concerned? I would say I'm not concerned because I know that they're both bad. <laughs> I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned that they're bad. I know they're not very good. But what I do think, actually, Burleson's not bad. I won't love him. Jordan Walker's a bad outfielder right now. Yes, he will he figure is. it out. 
with reps. But right now, let's just call what it is. That will be fair. He's playing every day in the outfield as a major leaguer. He's not playing well out there. That's okay. He'll figure it out. I I will anticipate his defense getting better as the season goes on. Um, now, will it be an all-star caliber? No, it won't be gold glove caliber. Um, the one thing I will say, I think Jordan, I think um, Nolan Gorman looks really good at second base. Um, he made some really good plays today. So, and we've seen Donovan play, Donovan's so fucking good, but we've seen Donovan play first base a lot. Um, we've seen him, both those guys can play third. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Alec Burleson DHing more as time goes on. Cause I think they're going to be giving Nolan and Goldie days off or, um, or they're going to be DHing or whatever it's going to be because we felt coming into this, that Contreras was going to take up DH at bats. Seems like that's not the case. Does does yeah? I I don't I don't think he's going to be DHing. Maybe very rarely, honestly. It might only be if he's nicked up a little bit. Like that might be the only time he does it. So um, um one, I do one thing think. We, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. I do think Gorman is going to play more second base than um he has been up to this point because I think more guys are going to start getting days off as we get into the grind of the season, less off days. So I think they're going to figure it out. I don't think I don't think Burleson and Walker are going to both be in the outfield on the same day all the time. Cause I think O'Neill's still going to play a lot. I think Carlson's going to play a lot too. So I think it's gonna be fine. Uh, one thing, uh, Tyler O'Neill did hit a 461 foot Homer in course the other night. That was a, that was a bomb. He destroyed that into the trees. Bomb. bomb. Uh, I do think we need to give Jordan Walker just a little bit more love because we did kind of gloss over the fact that he broke an unbelievable record. I mean, 12 straight, 12 straight, 12 straight, 12 straight yeah. games as a rookie. That's, um, I mean, that's more than what we thought. Like you said, he's not blistering the ball. He does have two home runs. Well, um, he's hitting it hard. It's just straight hitting, Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, again, 20 year old learning on the job at the major league level, not an easy thing to do. I think so far the results, if you were to ask people have been highly positive on Jordan Walker. I, the, the outfield is the defense is suspect. It, there's no doubt about it, it's but he's bad. 20 years old. He's never really right. I mean, he's going to get better. He's, he's yeah. not going to move to first base. So he's going to get better. I have a question for you. And here's, here's my thing. Like one earlier, when I said that he's been bad, I was meaning like the last three games. It's not, it's not been very long. He has, he's been fine. Um, since the Haitian ended, he just hasn't been very good because he's human. Nolan Arnado also not been very good since then. So they're going to be fine. Um, I just, how well does he have to hit to validate playing him in the outfield? Like, you know what I mean? I think yeah, they're going to keep him up because he's 20 years old and he's your prized prospect and you don't want to send that guy back down. And they shouldn't as of right now. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying if he were to go into a long, a long slump, like, and I mean, month long, not like a week. Um, how, how long do they stay with him before they say he, he has, he has to hit well to provide his value and he's not hitting well. Part of me almost thinks, and you, I'll let you, I'll, this isn't totally answering your question, I guess but it's kind of leading into what you were saying. Part of me thinks the coach, not anywhere near where these guys never, ever do. I believe that I would, I would almost give Jordan Walker three or four games at the DH spot because of how well Nolan Gorman has handled second base and put Donovan in right field. Oh, like, wait, is that what you're saying? Like, like maybe the next four games, like to get him four games in the lineup. Why? Because the one, because then I, you just can't do that because he has to develop in the outfielder. He's never going to. I understand that, but I mean, he can still get reps out. I I don't know. Like that's not a bad move to put Gorman at second. He can handle it. Donovan in right field, and then you still have Walker in the lineup at but, the okay, age. But that's but Donovan's not a good outfielder. He's better than Jordan Walker. We all know that. Yeah, too. but now, but but. 
but Donovan's considerably better than Gorman at second base. So now you're making two spots weaker. Well, you're not. You're stronger in right field with Donovan in right field. Not much, dude. Not much. Uh, Here's the thing, man. If you want your 20, if that's the case and you do anything like that, he shouldn't be here. Like if you're going to want him in the lineup. No, because he needs to be in right field every day or he's never going to be a good fielder. You can't just go take out fly balls with William McGee and expect that to make you a good outfielder. You have to be in game. You have to learn how this, how Bush stadium plays. I think he's going to get better. It's not like he's costing you a ton of runs. Like he'll make a bad play once every three or four games. But other than that, like he catches everything he should catch. There are balls that Lars Newpar would catch out there that he doesn't catch. Okay. But here's my thing. And this might be the, this might be their hope is that by August when they need to really go, that he is a good outfielder or above average, at least, or maybe even average Average. outfielder Um, that he's that, but he's also now finding his footing and he's the fourth or fifth best bat in your lineup. And it's going to, they might know, Hey, it's going to take some time, but I also, I don't think you call a guy like him up if you're not willing to see it through for a long time. That's why I I asked you that that. question. I agree. I think he'll be up until the all-star break, no matter what he would have to go. Oh, for 50 or something crazy anywhere. Um, Okay. So let's give some love to, one of my favorites and who we talk about quite often. I've been one of his staunchest, as of you, staunchest defenders on social media, like for, since the guy came up. Right. And that's Nolan Gorman. Um, Like we're talking about a guy like on a team that is massively struggling, massive struck, massively, massively struggling. You could just say struggling. Yeah, there we go. But I felt like we needed to have a, an adjective in front of that or an adverb, I, yeah, whatever, one of those in front of there to make it even bigger. Um, the, his at-bats with runners in scoring position, we, we talked before about some of the walks he's drawn, but what he, I mean, how many games has he either won for us or put us right back in? Just in the last week, late in the game, clutch moments with runners in scoring position. Well, he's getting the nickname "Go Ahead Gorman." I guess I think it's kind. Of, that's kind of stupid nickname. I like, like Storm and Gorman. I don't. Oh, I thought like, you might. I think it's Storm and Norman. Like it is storming. Like you said, it, Gorman. I know. Well, his his name's not Norman. That's what so, people call him, Nolan okay. Gorman. Anyway, I, yeah, I understand it. Okay, well then I don't know why. But his name is me. Gorman, but, so I like Storm and Gorman. Okay, but his name's also Nolan. Okay, let's just move. Oh, on. Jesus let's man. okay. I want I want to give you some stats because here's the thing. There, it's early on in the season. I'll keep saying it. I'll say it from struggles, so I guess I have to say it for successes, okay? That's only fair. Um, it's early in the season. This could change. That's, that's out there. So if someone comments, it's early in the season. I just fucking said it was early in the season, so please don't. Right. Because I'm tired of defending that. He's playing well right now. Here's what I like about it, okay? His his changes, like there is times where players just get really hot, but there's no palpable change. It's just like, okay, they're just they're hitting home runs, you know, where it's like, nothing's really changed. Is this going to be sustainable? Well, Nolan Gorman's has changed. He's changed who he is as a hitter. He's still striking out a lot. He's still whiffing a lot. That's never going to change. Get over it. It's just who he is. Here's what he is. His whiff percentage is pretty low though, right? Like 20 something percent. He's in the 16th percentile. He's not, he's whiffing a lot. He's going to whiff a lot. Okay. It's just going to happen. He swings a lot too. Here's what I love. His chase rate um, is 80th percentile in baseball. He's last year. Hold on, let me find this real quick. Last year, his chase rate was like in the 10 percentile range. So he's increased that by 70% on the league average. That's incredible, obviously. He's in the 91st percentile on exit velocity, hard hit percentage, um, expected batting average, which is big because he's not a batting average guy. We know that. 
but he's but he's hitting the ball so damn hard. He he could have had three hits today easily, and he lined out twice. Like that's how right. he's not even perform. I'm getting the results he should be getting. His average exit velocity is high. He just set um, a personal record that's been measured by Statcast for the hardest hit ball in a double yesterday to tie the game. Um, everything he's done, he's laying off high fastballs. Okay, what was his biggest issue coming into the season, Dad? We all we've all said it. What do you think it was? The area he needed to tighten up. The chasing the high fastball. Okay. Hitting high fastballs. Let's just say that okay, chasing right. yes, fair, fair. which he has, which he's laid off. We just talked about the chase rate. He is laying off high fastballs out of the zone. He's batting 417 on fastballs this year. 417. That is a 300 point change from last season. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like he has made the change, whether or not it sticks or it opens up more holes. I don't know. Like I, we talked about this earlier. I said, I, I, I'm worried about it opening holes to things he was successful at, like hitting change-ups and, and sliders and curveballs because he's focusing on the fastballs. Well, fuck me, because he hit a home run to give him the lead in Colorado on a hanging slider. The yep. dude is swinging more. He's hitting more first pitches in the zone. All right, sorry about that. I cut whatever just happened out because that probably <laughs> hurt your ears. But There was an exorcist uh, potentially. In what Gale's I wanted to say, room. yeah, what I wanted to say was he's being selective, but he's being aggressive, which is the best thing you could be as a hitter. He's walking a lot. His walk rate's among the best in baseball right now. He's tracking out a ton. Going to happen. Um, I, I just love. I love that he was able to make the change, and this is not easy. Most guys that are selective and making an an effort to be more selective will be less aggressive in the strike zone. He's not. He's not chasing, but he's hitting balls in the strike zone very, very hard. So yep. everything he's doing is sustainable as of right now. Will he bat three thirty three? No, probably not. He'll probably be in the. But I do think we are seeing a guy that could be in the 280 range. We should Easily. be seeing a guy that's going to be getting on base instead of last year where it was just above 300. If he keeps walking, not like this because he probably won't because it's kind of crazy. He's like Juan Soto type walk numbers right now. But he could be a 350 OBP guy. He could be easily a 500 slug guy. And then you've got 850 OPS guy like that. Like So that's where he's at right now. And I love At age 22. Him. And he's not having bad 23. games. That's the thing that's impressive to me. It doesn't matter who he's facing. He's not going out there and having those Nolan Gorman games that we watched last year where he's 0 for 4, 4 strikeouts, and right. he looks like he can't hit. Yep. He's not doing that. He's competitive in every at-bat. He'll go, he'll strike out. Next at-bat, he's, he's he's back with the same plan, and he's doing damage to next at-bat. So I, I'm, I've been really impressed. He's been by far the best player on the team this year. It's not even close. Yeah, whatever he worked on, and, and he we've talked about it on here before, he's a workaholic. Like, I think whatever the organization gave him, I almost feel like he might have started like the day after the playoffs ended. Him and Don- like that- Donovan said he was sending him videos in like late October yeah. uh, of his swing. And he was like, damn, this guy's like a different hitter. What the hell happened? So, yep. I mean, Lo- I love it. I, I'm here for all of it. I cannot wait. Next jersey I'm getting is the Nolan Gorman jersey. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Wait um, till okay. I trade deadline. <laughs> Stop. 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 His names I are going to be I rumored. Will, I will know no it. longer be a Cardinal fan. Here's the hope. Hopefully he hits 20 homers in the first half, and then there's not even consideration. Um, big props to Libby, 3-0 and now, down at AAA. He is – I've watched again, watched him second time now I've watched him. Uh, he is dominant, and he has full command of four pitches right now. Swagger, too. He's pitching with that swagger that – When Libertor pitches with swagger, that's when he's good. Like, that's most people – but when he's even keel, he's probably not going to do well. It's just who he is. He runs hot, he burns hot, and when he tries to suppress it, it's not good. Um, that brings up an interesting question because Wainwright is on a rehab start in Springfield tomorrow. Um, I think it's time for a six-man rotation. Okay, really? 
I do. Mike Goda, are you listening? Reasons. Hey, Mike, you listening? You've been on this There's multiple years. reasons. Normally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that. But there's multiple reasons. One, I think Miles might be fatigued from throwing 200 and some innings for the first time in, what, four years last year? Yeah. Um, Jack Flaherty, we know his injury history. I think he's still building up and getting ready. Wainwright was injured. Now he's 41 years old. Stephen Matt's massive injury history. And um, who's the fifth guy that I'm missing? Monty. Monty. Monty's fine. So I don't have anything about him. But the other the other four, um, I do think it would benefit all of them to do that. And if Matthew Libertor is dominating AAA, I want to see what the guy can do, man. Can he help us win ball games? Agreed. Because I think we can help. And this in this early in the season, we're about to go on a stretch where we have a lot of um, games and not very many days. It's just going to help you, man. It's just going to help you. And I hate to throw Jake Woodford aside because he was really good his last start even though he's getting barreled all the hell and it's just on the ground that they're smoking the ball off of him right now. I just, I just don't think if, how can you have five starters that, you know, maybe three of the five are underperforming and then have a guy in the minor leagues and say, we can't bring you up because we have too many starters. Right. Right. Let me ask you this. Uh, if they decide not to go the route of the six man rotation, does, could you, are you are you confident in Cabrera as that second lefty right now? Looks really good. Okay, so that that, that really spoils my question because he does he look had good. one bad one bad outing, but he looks. But really, I do really believe good that game. Matthew Libertor is one of our best thirteen pitchers in our organization right now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, one of these five that's in our rotation, I'll throw a winner into that. Sorry, I just don't think Jake Woodford's a long term starter for this team. Um, unless he goes out and throws seven shutout next in a, next game, I hope he does. But let's go to five and just add a bueno into there. He's coming back and right. be back soon. Um, odds are one of them is going to get hurt for at least a little bit of time. I'm not going to say a season ending. I hope that doesn't happen. But they'll be out for at least a couple of weeks. It's just going to happen at some point, especially with the pitchers we have and the track records of injury. So if you have your best six starter no longer stretched out, you want Dakota Hudson making starts? Or do no. you want Matthew Libertor making right. starts? Right. Would you rather have Libertor ready to be a starter and Cabrera throwing fine? I agree with you. Or vice versa. Like that's what yeah. that's my opinion on it. I agree with you. Um, okay, let's get to a couple more guys in this organization that I'd like to get your takes on. I mean, I kind of know where you stand on one, but I think we have to talk about it. And that's Paul DeYoung. I mean, yeah. it, it, what do you what do you see? Is he going to be up here soon? Is mm-hmm. in that sense Taylor Motter, who's done nothing wrong since he's been here? But down to AAA, I mean, what what do you think the long term view of Paul Dion? And he's played, he's had some good games down there at AAA. Now again, it's AAA, it's not the big leagues. I understand that. But what do you what do you view? How do you view that? Um, he'll be here soon, whenever he's ready. He's been really good the last couple of games, which is good. I mean, I want Paul Dion. If he's if he's a Cardinal, I want him to succeed. But here's my thing. This is going to throw a caveat out there. I am okay with Paul Young being on the team if he is treated damn near the exact same Taylor Motter is being treated agreed. with maybe even less at bats. To yeah, be honest agreed. Here's where I'm gonna drop. Here's where I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. If they treat Paul DeYoung like he is a left-handed masher when yes. he comes up, when he has reverse splits, and we already know he's bad against righties, he's worse against lefties, and they treat him like just because he swings from the fucking right side of the batter's box that he can hit left-handed pitching. I am going to go nuts. He can't hit left-handed pitching. He can't even hit right-handed pitching, and he's worse against lefties. So for the love of God, if he is up here, he needs to be up here for one reason, and that's if someone gets hurt, you can put him at shortstop. That's the only yep. reason. I agree with you 100%. All right. Because I know they're going to do it, Dad. 
I, I know they're going to do it. No, they're not. I, I don't. They did it with Taylor Motter. They had him DH a pinch hit for Brendan Donovan. I know. I know. Like when? Okay, I get platoon splits, but when did it become a thing where just because you swing from one side means you can hit the other side? It's not a thing. No, it's and it's not. And we know it's not with the young. Um, okay, let's get to the other one. I've asked six times on Twitter now. I need, and I've asked you 150,000 times. I need someone to explain Jordan Hicks to me. I need someone to explain what is happening right now. I understand. I, I mean, we know what's happening. He was asked to probably go to the minors, and he told them no. He doesn't have to. I understand right? that. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not judging him. I would have done that. the same thing. I would have said release me. But it's almost, it's almost like they, it just continues to tie the hands of Ollie because, I mean, when you need another guy at the back end of that bullpen who can help well, you. Drew Verhagen's kind of becoming that guy. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe. He looks really good, really good. So let's give him credit. Um, Agreed. He's taken on that role and really been big for us because um, Hicks has not been good. He's been actually really, really bad. But Verhagen stepped up in a massive way. Like he's been, he's been really impressive. He gave up a few runs. It was in Colorado. They were fluky. They were fluky, big outfield Colorado runs. So that's unfortunate. But really, in my mind, he has his DRA because that's how he's looked. Verhagen's been great. So let's get to Jordan Hicks. Um, before we get in, I know people were really pissed off at the idea of Jordan Hicks not accepting the assignment to AAA, which I understand because on the surface, I get it. Here's what people don't, I don't, I'm not going to say understand, but I don't think they know. If Jordan Hicks goes down and he's down there for 20 days, just 20 days, he loses an entire year of service, which mm-hmm. means he's set to be a free agent after this year. If he's down for 20 days, um, he's not a free agent after this year. He's now coming back next year and having to go to arbitration again. Um, Jordan Hicks was 102. I don't care how bad he is this year. Someone's going to sign to a big league deal in free agency. So if you're him, that's that's a lot of trust you have to put in them that if you're figured out in 15 days that they don't keep you down there for five more days to keep you for another year. Would you risk that with your money? I want it. No, no, no way. way in hell. I love the Cardinals, but God, I want to trust them with that. I just would not. So I understand that aspect of it. And also, he's a big leaguer. Like, who's not going to trust himself? Like, he's going to be like, I can figure this out here. I get it. Like, that's the, that's the confidence I want Jordan Hicks to have. So I'm okay with that. Here's where it gets tough. If you're the Cardinals, you know how good Jordan Hicks was down the stretch last year. You know um, you know how good he was in the playoffs for you last year. He was really good. Their best reliever in that playoffs. You can't just give up on him. I don't think. I, if they DFA'd him, I don't think I'd make a big stink about it. I just think it, it becomes a problem when you have Chris Stratton and Jordan Hicks that you're both not willing to use either of them in high leverage situations. Andre Pallante has not been very good the last couple outings. Now it's three guys you're a little hesitant to use in big situations. And now you're really hamstringing yourself, I think. So it, it is, I get the conversation, but I also get the one to figure him out. I just think you can't give him much more of a leash, though. Like he's got to figure it out soon because you cannot have multiple guys in your bullpen that you just don't want trust behind beyond the seventh inning in a close game. That's the recipe for disaster. That's how you overuse Gio and Helsley. Yeah, and uh, not to stare down the gloomy wall that's uh, heading our way, but uh, you got two more with Arizona, and then we go to Seattle, San Francisco, and the Dodgers. Big-time West Coast trip uh, against some – I mean, the Giants, it's all, always tough, always tough to play in San Francisco. Bad, though. I, I get it, but again, West Coast yeah, it's, trips it's be are tough. not easy. West Coast so, is tough, no matter what. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else you want to get on with the Cardinals before I want to do a little – what was your take on the I just don't get it. I, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. And it's not a shot. I'm not taking a shot at the guy. The guy has 
that can do things that I could only dream of in my life. But I don't, I've never seen a guy who throws that hard and has that nasty of a slider get barreled up so often or not have any idea where it's going in the strike zone after he's, I mean, let's be fair, Caleb. He hasn't been good since 2019. He hasn't been. He said yes, 2020 out with COVID. flashes. Okay, but he has, there's been zero consistency with Jordan Hicks since yeah, but 2019. He was, he was our third best reliever down the stretch last year and was phenomenal in the playoffs. So you have to at least give him that. He okay, was great through fair. three innings in the postseason against the Phillies and was lights out. He's been in the big leagues for five years and he has a 0.5 mm-hmm. war. I, I do, a, a guy who throws 102 well, a with a nasty splitter. Yeah. I, Caleb, he was a closer for Slider. a while. What, yeah, sorry, that's what it. I meant. That's what I meant. I mean, that's all I'm saying is, to me, yeah. that is as, and I still think Jordan Hicks, I remember he, he lived with Matheny when he was here for a while. That was all weird. Then I, I think he wants to be, in his mind, he's a starter. He should be an elite starter in the major leagues. I think he feels like that's how he should get paid is as an elite starter. And I think he could, and I still think don't he, blame him, by the way. No, I'm not saying I do either. I'm just saying it all adds up to a bunch of question marks for me. That's all yeah, I'm going to he, say. He's a, he's a tough not to crack, I guess. When one, the first thing I'll say, just because I, I don't want to bag on the guy because he's been he's been really bad. Like that's just the way it is. Like I'm just gonna talk honestly. He's been awful. Like he's had one outing where he hasn't given up a run. That's god awful. Um, I've heard everything I've heard about the guys. He's a great dude. So we'll just throw that out there. I'm sure. So so I know I just want to say that because guys are attacking his character because oh, yeah, he didn't take the ass- assignment. And I get on the surface that looking bad. I hope my explanation of why I think that w- I wouldn't do it either at least helped you understand why he wouldn't go take a pay cut uh, perhaps for two years now. Um, I just, it's tough. He gets in these roles where he's really, really good. Like where he's just on a roll, he looks really good. And he gets in the opposite where he just looks like he's never pitched before in his life. So I don't know. We'll see where he goes. I hope he figures it out because that guy's still a massive weapon when he's right. Like he's, he is. Yeah. I'm not arguing, but he's yeah. And also like, just to be fair, people love to judge like, they, they love they think that everything should be this whole oh i'll cardinal put the way. team first cardinal and way. you know do what the cardinal way yeah the, bingo I, that's not the way the world works folks that's not, not the way the, the it's world, not the way hold on also anywhere saying anyone who's saying that it's not the way you work sir no no if someone it's offers this, you more money to do one thing or less money to do the other thing you're doing the thing that makes you more money because that's what you do right and also, people just love these feel-good stories because, for some reason, it makes them feel good. That's not the way the world works. If I'm Jordan Hicks, I do the same thing. Like, they watch Succession, motherfuckers. That you will find out that the the way the world works is not by making you feel good. And I do, and I like when guys take pay cuts to stay here. When Nolan did that, it made me feel good about myself as a right. fan. I thought it was cool. I don't ex- – but Nolan's making $35 million. Correct. Bingo. Jordan Thank Hicks you. is making, like, three. And if he goes down, he's making now, like – Nothing. So I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, Okay. Let's take a look around the major leagues and the guy that we're going to get to see next weekend. And you know that I, you know who I'm going to kick this off with probably. Um, And I am here for the, every single fucking second of the Jared Kellenic reunion, not reunion. um, Revenge. Revenge tour. Bro is hitting over 400 with four or 350. Sorry. With four bombs. He's a 1.08 OPS. And he has three stolen bases. And if you don't pay attention, he is turning into one of the better, if not one of the best right fielders in the game of baseball. No shot at Ronald Acuna. I'm, I'm just saying he is very, very good out there. Mookie bets. I know. I understand. I'm just saying 
he's, he's, putting, he's not looking at that level. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is in the American League, he might end up being one of the best right fielders in, in the American League. He has yeah, made really some plays. Play. I watch a lot of Mariners games. We're in the Mariners lid right now. All right, so I watch Mariners a lot of their games. Cardinal games. I think I do. Well, it's because I get home late and they're on late. Um, I am all about the Jared Kellenick revenge tour, and I just hope he keeps it going. Like to me, Kellenick is my Nolan Gorman. Also, like they're I love that dude. I traded Julio Rodriguez because like Jared Kellenick, not a great fantasy. No, that was just. However, I am a Kellenick fan. I love I love the fact that he's had merch since he's like eighteen. I love the fact that he bets on himself all the time. I love the fact that everybody told him, "Oh, he's going to be washed up." He was a you know he's a bust, and now he's coming out. I mean, sometimes it just Guys, baseball is hard, and sometimes guys take longer to develop. A lot, most times, most times, people right. take longer to develop. Um, Derek Hunnick is one of the most talented players in all of baseball. He has been since he came up. It was mental for him, and he talked about that. He does have some holes in this swing. He's going to strike out a lot. He's similar to Nolan Gorman in their profile. Hits the ball a lot. He had a four hundred eighty foot bomb in Wrigley. I've never seen a ball go where he hit that ball. No. Um, but he he said that he completely he had to be honest with himself and say, "Hey, you're not doing what you need to be doing." Your mental, your, your mental side of the game is all fucked up. You need to fix it or you're never going to be who you want to be. And you're probably almost done with the Mariners. Like, let's be honest. If he was bad again this year and like the level of bad that he was, was like God awful. He was not a major league baseball player, but then you go down to AAA and he'd have a 950 OPS. It was so, it was so weird. He was looking well, like one of those with a lot of guys, quadruple A guys. Right. But yeah. normally that doesn't happen with guys with Jared Kelnick's talent, right? Like that guy is one of the best AAA players. Brandon Wood would seen. like a word. I said normally. There's only, there's anomalies. But normally a guy with Jared Kelnick's just raw athleticism and power figures it out to some extent. Maybe he's not going to be a star, but at least he's going to be a league average player. He was not. So I'm glad he's figured it out. I'm glad he said he reset his mental – um mental. I sound like Marshawn Lynch. Whatever. He reset his thinking – a process around baseball and i'm glad i'm glad he's figured it out i hope he continues it because you know it could just be a flash in the pan but i think a lot of the stuff he's talked about in his interviews i suggest you go listen to them has, has sounds like he's made some substantial changes that will carry on throughout his career i hope they do i think so i think so um now we know those of you who've watched our show again thank you very much hit the subscribe button we appreciate that y'all um we know that there is one guy on this show who will never let us forget when he's right about something, right? We know that there's one, and, right. and he's he's the one who's sitting in a room with naked walls behind him. That's the one. However, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and do my little pat on my shoulder, because if you remember leading into the season, there was one guy that I said, I feel like is going to break out and is poised for a massive year this year. Um, it is only, or it is early. 17 games, but Alec Bohm is straight raking oh, for the yeah, Phillies. Yeah. And nice. I am here for every I love that dude so much. And I mean, 353 jacks, 14 RBIs, and a 976 OPS. I love it. He's picked up the slack for Bryce, who, by the way, taking grab balls at first base and will not go on a rehab assignment. Dude is a fucking he's a bad, absolute he's a bad fucking man. dog. Like, like he's yeah. not going but down. I am you all know, I, you, do you think he just doesn't want to buy the minor leaguers a spread? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, because I've heard he like really takes care of people big kidding. time down there. I'm yeah, I know. But yeah, but I am. I love. I love what Alec Bowman's done early in the year. I love it. Brandon Marsh is raking there. So is uh, Bryson, Bryson Stott. Stott. So if I would have told you um, after the Reese Hoskins injury, because I think obviously that changes the whole dynamic. You're, people underestimate what losing thirty five home runs. 
100 RBIs from your lineup really means it means a lot. It's just his presence alone. But if I would have told you that the Phillies would have this production from Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, and Alec Baum, we're not talking good starts. They're three of the best hitters in baseball right now. Um, Correct. And they would be six and 10. What would you have said to me? I, Kyle Schwarber is struggling. And Nick Cassiano's doesn't hit home runs anymore. Nobody's so hitting well. He's just not hitting home he runs. He just hits doubles. He doesn't hit the ball yeah, with the fence. You're right. In, Sisson, yeah. in the bank, which you would think um, Sisson's bank is made for that man's swing. When he's going right, it's it just is. bombs the left center field all day. So he's getting closer. I hope he figures it out, honestly, because I really like that guy. But, man, the Phillies are tough. And this is we're going to get the power rankings here in a second. I hate them. I hate my power rankings because I don't – I think at least five to six of these teams stink, and they're in it. They're all gazy. They're all yeah, I, um, I think early in the season, you kind of have to go with like teams that are performing well. Cause I can't just continue to say that the Cardinals are going to figure it out and put them in the top 10 when they're seven and 10. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm sure you'll get to this here in a minute with your power rankings, but the AL East has four teams above 500 right now. Um, the yeah. Orioles are nine and seven and they're in fourth place. Now let's talk about the Dawn Bong because I'm also here for every minute of the Dawn Bong. And I don't, I don't care if you want to call it the Homer host. Fuck that. That's not what it is. Guarantee that's the players aren't call calling it, it that. No. no, no, that's what I just said. Kyle Gibson, calling... Kyle Gibson came out with that bullshit. You know you're lying, Kyle. That's not what it is. Yeah, no one is calling it the fucking Homer hose. Not one person. That's the no, Dawn Bong. And I want it. As as, if there's a shirt, I'm buying it. No doubt about it. But let's talk about our guy who's been our guy since he was at Oregon State. We loved him then when he was just dominating college baseball. It's is it fair to say that Adley Rushman is the greatest, the best catcher in Major League Baseball right now? Or is that too much to put on him at, at this early of a start and early of an age? I'll answer your question in two ways. Is it too much to put on him? No, it's not. Because he is the most talent. It's tough because man, JT Romuto was so damn good last year. So good. Like his second and half Will Smith is were, so good. He's not even close. Uh, yeah, Will Smith's on a different tier. I think his defense just isn't as good as the other two. But yeah, Will Smith's a very good catcher. JT Realmuto is is still the number one because I think he deserves to be the number one until supplanted for an entire season, which he hasn't been yet. So I would, but I would say Adley Rushman is well on his way to being the best. And right now, and not even playing a full year of games yet, um, he hasn't played one sixty two yet. I think he's the second best catcher in baseball. The dude's four hundred. 460 career at bats, 270 batting average, 17 homers, 55 RBIs, four stolen bases, and an 840 OPS. Um, you want to hear what's now, scary? This year, sorry, 344, four homers, 13 RBIs, and walk-off a 1.055 OPS. How surprised are you that that walk-off homer he hit the other day um, off of Trevor May was his first walk-off home run of his career, of his life? Life. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's life. crazy. Um, I love the, it. the scariest I part personality. about I love everything about Adley he's, Rushman. Oh, he's he's awesome. The scariest part about Adley Rushman to me, he struggled mightily right batting right-handed last year. That's not normal for Adley Rushman. He's normally as good, if not better, batting right-handed. Well, he's not struggling this year right-handed. No. He could end up being a 900 to 950 OPS catcher, and that is not only rare; that never happens. That's like Mike Piazza. Yeah. So right, but with elite defense, so yep. he's gonna. It wouldn't surprise me if he was behind only Otani and Judge and War in the AL this year. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I love it. I'm here for that also. Now, one last player question for you. Is Larissa Rice going to hit 400 this year? I think he's the only player in baseball that could do it. Um, I mean, I I say that jokingly because it's 18 games, but the dude's hitting 455. 
Yeah, he's awesome, dude. You um, could have kept no. him in fantasy. I could have, and instead I have Jeff Ratface McNeil, who sucks right now. But I'm gonna go. I'm, gonna, I'm not even taking that back. I don't like him. I, I'm going with Luisa Rice. Luisa Rice is not gonna hit 400, but the guy is awesome. I love Luisa Rice, and he's finding some more power. Hit for the first cycle in Marlins history this year. That's crazy, right? I would have figured someone would have done it, like Stanton. But Luisa Rice is a stud, and I think. Pablo Lopez also just got extended. So that's a win-win trade as of right now. was great for both teams. Um, I don't think he'll hit 400 because I don't think that's ever going to happen again unless there's some severe rule changes of, like, moving the mound back. Like, I mean, that's the, the, only shift, way. the shift change could lead it's to just like, but you know that like a But you know that, like, a 10-game slump is going to happen at some point. Right. You're right. Um, and in that in the NL East where you're playing the Phillies a lot, the Mets a lot. Yeah. You know, the Braves a lot. Like, that's yeah. that's going to happen. Um, okay. But also, like, hold on one more thing. Listen to yeah. what you're saying, though. You're saying he's been insane in a 14-game stretch, and he's batting 455. That's right. being red hot. He yeah. has to only be 55 well, I points lower I was sort of than red hot in 100 more games. I do, think he, I do think he would be the only one that would even get close, but I just don't. It's so tough. I don't know how – I mean, Ted Williams is facing Plummer, so that's how he did it. But I don't know how Tony Gwynn got close. You got to stop with that shit. You got to absolutely fucking stop with that shit. Um, true. Welcome to the big leagues, Logan O'Hoppy, by the way. He's really good. Really good. Hitting, I think he's hitting ninth for the Angels. The guy can't field or catch no, or throw. No. But the dude hits the shit out of the ball. As long as he gets that five games you need for him to be eligible at catcher, he's a really good fantasy pickup. But the guy's a stud. He's so young, too. I think he was, he was a lot of people's dark horse rookie of the year candidate. I just don't think he's gonna he's gonna catch well enough to be able to do that. But he's he's really good. Like he's leading their team in um home runs, I think. Or maybe he's behind Trout, but he's up there. He's right there. Um, yeah. Man, that team, that team's playing some decent baseball right now. Trout and Otani both look really good. But yeah, he's he's a really good piece for them. Um Otani gonna win the, the MVP again this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean he has yes. a point eight six ERA, bro. Dude, the guy. The guy is getting better at everything. How? I don't understand. Like, I don't. I, somebody needs to test him for, like, being a different, like, being from a different planet, honestly. Like, this guy's not a human being. No. He, What's he doing He is right not now? normal. Point nine whip, I, Dad. I know. Like, I what wonder what. Hey, hey, look at it. What is his war already? Uh, Let me get the baseball. Which is always on. weird, and I never understand. It always feels like it should be twice as high into what it is. Yeah, they come. Well, here's the problem. Like, there's no Otanis to compare him with. That's in it. In terms of, like. Well, there is, babe. Babe. What is guess, it? Guess. Guess. One. One. One already. He's averaging over one wins above replacement a game. No. No, over 0.1 wins above replacement a game. 1.6. <laughs> I'm telling you. We're going to Houston to see him for two games. He has more wins above replacement than Paul DeYoung has had the last two years in 14 games. And he has more, he has three times more than Jordan Hicks in his entire career. Daddy has an 883 OPS and he has a 0.9 whip. I know. And a point, what is it? 0.86 ERA? Yeah. Dude, he's going to win the Cy Young. Okay. Let me ask you this. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this because I know we're getting close to the power rankings and everything else. But this is something I kind of want to put on the back burner to talk. I'd love to have somebody else, like a, a national person, come on and talk about this too a little bit. Um, like, if you're the Angels, are you who are playing pretty good baseball right now? I, I mean, they they Sorry. have a shot to compete for a for a 
no doubt a postseason bid this year. If they're will, if they're willing to go and make moves at the deadline, I agree. Correct. Now, Anthony Rendon, Rendon made like three errors today. However, but my yeah. my question is, like, are, is your plan have to be as an organization that we're just going to go for it this year and then just do all we can to re-sign him? Because you can't. First of all, you can't trade him because there's no team that can give you the value back of what you would want for a, like for an Otani. Like, it's impossible. It's just Nobody like it's just it. for. The thing that's tough with that, and this is why I don't think he'll be traded, is because rightfully the Angels, the Angels are not just trading away Otani the player, which they are. And even if they're out of it, I get that it's like do that. Obviously, they're trading away any chance of them ever resigning him. Yes. And if you're another team trying to trade for him, you're trading for an ace and a hitter. We know that an ace and a two hole hitter, but you're only trading for him for a couple months. So no matter what, you're not trading away. Let's just say a Jordan Walker or a, a Corbin Carroll type prospect. Um, for one run at a World Series, and if you lose, what was it for? Like you just lost six years of control of a potential superstar for half a season. But on the flip side of that, whoever gets him, if they trade him, trade him, is now getting the inside track to sign him. Right. So, like it's yeah. it's a wild situation, and I think at the end of the day, I don't see how either side could ever meet eye to eye on who on how on what to give up because it's just unprecedented. You don't know what to give up. And like the Cardinals, yes, Troy Otani would fix so many problems for the Cardinals. So many, it's crazy. But at the same time, am I trading Jordan Walker for him? Am I trading Mason? No, I'm not trading those guys for a rental. So right. it's just a tough situation. Yeah, it is. It, it's so wild to think about it. And also, like you said, not only you're trading the player, but you're also trading what you could potentially say is the largest international superstar that the sporting world has ever seen. I'm talking about the big three sports. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I, I somebody, cause somebody will come at me with Wayne Gretzky's not from the U S like I get it, but hockey is a Canadian sport. I'm not it's talking not, about It's also that. not true. I mean, the only, the only two guys I can think of that are close, right. Are Yao Ming in the NBA and Ichiro. Like that's it. But Otani to me is at another level, like even more so than those guys. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, He's a, a guy that came over here, lost a ton of money um, because he wanted to come here and prove himself Early, earlier yep. than he could have um, from Japan, which we've seen how awesome jab Japan is. We talked about that a lot when it comes to baseball, came over here and now he's getting compared to Babe Ruth, an American legend. Like, right. That's what he is. No one else did that. Ichiro was amazing and an icon in Japan and will probably always be the biggest because he was the first big one right, to come right. out of Japan. But he's not doing things that are unprecedented. I will. That's not true. He won. He won MVP in his rookie year. But uh, but so those two, I guess, are the most co- comparable. And obviously Yao Ming being a basketball hall right. of famer. Right. But I don't know, man. He's crazy. He's so much it, fun to watch. And if I'm the Angels and I'm even close, even if I'm five games out of a playoff spot, you got to give it one more push with Trout and Otani. Absolutely, one hundred. So, especially since they haven't really given a push before. Like, let's yep. be honest, they've always been, like, by the deadline, they're out. They're not doing anything. Yep. So if I just hope they hover around enough. Maybe Rendon gets it going a little bit. For fuck's sake, that guy. I he's know. too he's too worried about slapping fans. Like, yep. play baseball the right way, please. But if those guys can figure it out, Jared Walsh maybe gets going. Something happens to figure it out. I just want to see them. Well, Joe play. Adele has, like, five home runs at AAA or something like that, I think. He's the biggest catfish baseball player of all time. <laughs> yeah, there's your quadruple A player right there. I, yeah, seriously, Joe. Adele Hopefully, he so figures it out. Talented. Though I say he that, won't. I hope he. Fi- I know. Well, okay. I've seen him. Now. I've seen him hit balls over the fence trying to catch him more than I've seen him hit it over the fence. Um, couple shout outs from around Major League Baseball. Uh, Austin Riley hits his hundredth career home run. Twenty, wait, twenty four. 
a freak. And one of his seasons was 2020 when it was 60 games. I mean, it's unbelievable. You so you good. start Twitter beef with his fans, so that's all that we all need to know about this. Um, I'll stand by. But it. also, no one did it faster. Bobachet. I mean, this is uh, I think one that went underneath the radar for a lot of people. Bobachet has 500 hits in the major leagues. Like that's a guy 3, that you look man. at could get 3,000 hits. Le- legit doesn't walk. He doesn't no, walk. No, no. Here's the thing that's me about 3,000 hits. Everybody who's ever hit 3,000 hits, Sands. Pete Rose and steroids. Okay. They're in the Hall of Fame, right? Right. So in an age where walking is so is basically valued as much as a single, because it kind of is in terms of like what you look at on the stat sheet. Um, do you think 3,000 hits is going to mean less? Because people are going to say, are they going to start combining your hits and walks and equaling it to 4,000 no, and saying no. that's what it I think 3,000 hits will mean more. Like honestly. More? Really? Yeah. Though? Because yeah. Like, if say Bobachet, who is an incredible talent, obviously, but he's like a 300 hitter. There's a 320 OPP. That's like what he is. That's not as valuable as someone who bats 370. And I mean, who bats 3, like hits two, is 3,000 hits. Who bro. bats like, but what I'm saying is like, who bats like 280 but has a 370 OBP? That's more valuable than a guy batting 20 points higher OPS. I mean, OBPing 50 points lower. I agree with that, right? So my I'm question not, to you is: yeah. with the new thinking, this new wave of on-base percentage becoming king since Billy Bean did it in Moneyball. Um, is the 3,000 hit thing going to be outdated at any point in time? I don't think so, bro. Three, I, if you get 3,000 hits. I'm not like disagreeing with you. Elite, yeah. I, I'm just asking you, like, is it more impressive to have 3,000 hits? And I'm just gonna, I'm making up numbers here because I don't know how many a normal yeah, I don't like these questions. would be. But I'm saying if you had 3,000 hits and let's say 500 walks, this is made up. I don't know if that's even realistic. So is that more impressive than 2,800 hits and 1,000 walks? <coughs> yeah. I How? I mean, based on the, the end numbers arms. aren't going to be. I'm just going to tell you that that number to me still the the oh, three thousand and the five hundred, so like three hundred wins you can throw out. That's not. I don't know that we're going to see another guy get three hundred wins. Uh, we could do in the five rotate in the five man rotation. It's I mean, really really. Isn't Verlander going to do it? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I'm talking about once well, you get rid of the old guard. Man. Like we're talking yeah, about. We getting to two hundred. But I'm saying like Verlander has been a five-man rotation his whole career. So that's what that's what I'm trying to say. But um that's fair. the thing that's crazy is to me about 3,000 hits. And I, we can get it. I don't know how we got onto this, but I just want to bring this up real quick. Um, Jose Altuve is a guy <laughs> we think Sorry. about just being a hitter, right? He's gonna get a lot of hits. Um he's played 12 years, he doesn't even have 2,000 hits yet. Like that guy's that's... not gonna get to 3,000. Oh, he might no. actually. He might. He could, he could, but I'm saying he's gonna get to 2,000 this year, but it's crazy to me. We really just stepped all over Bobachet. But that's all right. He's awesome. My point, yeah, 500 hits at his age. That's something that I think was under the radar maybe a little bit. Shouldn't have been. Um, okay, two things, Major League Baseball, and I want your power ranking so we can get out of here. Yeah. What Baseball's created a problem with the time clock, with the pitch clock. pitch clock. We love it. We're all about it. However, Major League Baseball franchises are losing millions upon millions of dollars by missing out on beer sales. I grew up in a time where you sold beer through the ninth inning. And then all of a sudden people got pissed off and said, oh, we need to scale back to the seventh. As if housing 18 beers in seven innings, if you wait that next 25 minutes, you're going to all of a sudden be sober. What do you, I know the Cardinals have said they're not going to go to the eighth. Others have. To me, that's just optics. What are we doing here? Like, let's go ahead. First of all, it's America, right? Like, I'm not going to get political here, but let me make my own choice as far as when I drink a beer. Uh, You can serve it to me. Let me make those decisions. If you think you're over serving me, then we have another problem. I can go to the yeah. bar next door and drink for nine innings. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I I don't – I'm anti to being told what to do, just in general. Same. But so am I. Here's, here's my thing. Like, I can go over and drive to St. Louis during Cardinal game and go to the Oyster Bar and drink as many beers as I want through and after the game and then drive home immediately. Yes. But but the car is just – that's just optics. It's optics. That's all that is. Yep. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but here's my thing. How many times do people in the seventh inning – when that happens, go buy two beers or go two people go buy four beers. And right. now they're drinking the beer through the ninth inning. Like, so to me, it's just so stupid. So dumb. I agree. And here's the thing, like these games are going way or really quick. Like, are you going to sober up if it's 10 minutes, if the two innings take that, 15 minutes? That's my point. Like, no, that's my point. you're not. So I get the idea of it. I get wanting to keep your fans safe. But for any of you that think that the owner is doing this to keep the fans safe, you're not. No, he's doing it. So people think he's doing it to keep the fans safe. Bingo. It's all optics. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and quit playing the little pissing game here. I did appreciate Matt Strong's to the perspective, though. I did appreciate Matt Strong's perspective on it. Yeah. And I appreciate that he came out and said it because I, I have no problem with that perspective. I disagree with it personally because I think you can go to a bar and leave whenever you want. They don't hold you hostage for 30 minutes to make sure you're fine. You can right. leave whenever you want to go. Um, I do get it, and I get that he has family coming to the games, and they have to drive home from the games. So for him, it's different, right? Like every day, he probably has family at most games. Um, so I, I understand, and I respect his perspective. I just don't agree with it. I so agreed with that. You said it exactly perfectly. All right, other pitch clock problem, but also we have a major league uh, baseball umpire problem. Cody Bellinger goes back to fucking L.A. He yeah. gets a standing ovation, which the man deserved, right? Yeah, man deserved that. As soon as he he steps out to acknowledge the fans, he steps in and the jackass. I I, I mean I could use a lot stronger language for this motherfucker. Uh, throw throw calls a strike on him immediately, as if almost like the peacock. Like yeah, you did that. That's cool. But look what I can do to you. And that's what we have a problem with. Like at some point, common sense and humanity. Have, we've talked about it on here before with the the curtain calls. That was the most ludicrous thing I have seen. In year, yeah, it's just, and I, yeah. hard to, I don't even know if I ought to say that with all yeah. the umpire problems. I mean, that the, was absurd. Yeah, I, the umpiring has been so bad this year. I don't even want to talk about that. They have cost the Cardinals every almost every game they've Cardinals have played. I'll get off this briefly. They've um added a run, like the whole thing, like plus one runs added, whatever, to the other team in every game. The Cardinals have not got a break in any game. It's bro. Why, maybe it is. I know people don't like right. that, but any, anyway, um, yeah. yeah, it's horrible. And the thing is, like. There is discretion. Like they've said that you can use discretion to give people more time. They do it. They did today when Burleson, I mean, the other day when Burleson fouled the ball off his leg, they did it when Contreras fouled the ball off his leg. Why the hell did you not just say, all right, let's just wait, hold the pitch clock for 30 seconds and then we'll start it up. That like, what the fuck? Like, why do you care? And I guarantee the MLB was looking at that like, oh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, shit. He did it. He gave him the strike. I guarantee it. Shout out to Bellinger. Who was for, um, it? Do you know? I don't even know the guy's name. I don't know. And I don't want to call him out. But He should be reprimanded Cody, immediately. He should just be told not to do that ever again. But shout out to Cody Bellinger for not arguing and taking it like a pro. Like, I would have understood if he lost his shit. But he handled it like, well, honestly, like Cody Bellinger is. Like, here's the thing. Cody Bellinger is an MVP. Um He's a uh, he's playing really well right world now. Series he's champion. also a World Series champion. Um, he's beloved there. Like he was their guy. He was a rookie of the year too. He set the um, NL rookie of the year home run record before Pete Alonso broke it a few years later. The guy did so much for that city. Let them enjoy him. Like come on, the guy's been through enough without you giving him a. I fucking, couldn't believe I was. He's been through so it. much the last three years without you giving him a strike for enjoying his one moment. <laughs> Give the guy a break. 
please. He's a cub. I, I could not. Like, give the guy a break. I, I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. All right. Side note. All right. Side note. How crazy is it that he robbed Jason Hayward? Imagine if I would have told you that Cody Bellinger robbed Jason Hayward versus, um, and it was a Dodgers versus Cubs game, but they were playing on different teams. Yes. That was cool. And then yes. the fans booed him, which I thought was funny because it was like a, it was like All a right. book fun thing. Let's get to the power rankings so we can get out of here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of baseball coming up. We're going to try and do a couple more podcasts this week, try to get in a rhythm there that we can start doing some Talk more. Talk about a that. Uh, series win against the Diamondbacks. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's start here. Let's start. Well, we, we were going to try to go back to it's too much because here's what's going to happen. You're going to come up with your power rankings and I'm going to come up with mine and we're going to talk about them. And all you're going to do me. is convince me to go with yours. So it's why not happen. just go ahead and have you not, do yours this week? You're being it dishonest. Is. You're being it dishonest. Is. You didn't want it to is. do it. And then I will do mine next week. <laughs> you didn't want to it's do it. It's much them better that way. You didn't much want to do them this way. week. That's why. Okay. We'll just go. Okay. Nope. Number right. 10. No. This was hard to do. I don't like this list even a little bit. Like, I don't even think this is right. And I did this myself because there are teams on here that are way better than almost every, that aren't on here that are way better than like the, the third best team I, on here. So I got whatever. you. We got to go going with it. This is going to be wrong in a week. I'm saying it now. Please don't come at me, but I have to do it this way. Number 10, I've got the Diamondbacks. Um, okay. Playing really well, 10, 10 and 7. Just beat the Cardinals. Um, won a series against the Dodgers. I think they're playing really good baseball. They played well against the Padres. Corbin Carroll's a stud. That dude's really good. Like he, They got a discount on him, I think. He might be a 30, 30, 40, 40 guy at some point in time. Dude's a stud. But they're my number 10 team. Um, Zach Gallon, front runner for the Cy Young Award. Really good. After his first couple of tough starts, he's been really good. Um, number nine, I've got the Guardians. Um, All right. D will be happy. I, I, Shout out to D. Yeah, he will. Um, they're playing Cleveland Guardian baseball. It's painfully boring. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, not really, but they they need Tristan McKenzie back, and I really think then they get they, then they'll like really be a team you look at like this is definitely a top ten team. But um, right now their rotation seems a little bit thin, I think, but they'll be fine. Um, number eight, I've got the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are not playing well, and we haven't talked about this. They are number eight because they're ten and seven, and fuck it, I just don't know. Everyone that's ten and seven has to be on the list. Alec Manoa, I'm worried. He looks really two good bad. starts, two bad starts. He's had zero good starts. He's had some no, starts where he's been around, but he 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 his stuff last year profiled to progress significantly in his results. His FIP was way higher than his ERA. Normally, not a good thing. He's getting hit really hard and not striking many people out. Yeah. To be it's fair, concerning. can I be fair? I watched that game on Sunday. He should have been out of it three times. Two be terrible fair. calls by the umpire. And one ball that should have been gone. He would have he would have gotten through that game and only given up two runs. Whip, Dad. He's a two whip. I, don't I know. He's a two whip and a minus 0.4 ERA. I mean war. Sorry. And a six point nine ERA. I don't care My if he had a couple of bad really luck. one good start. My apologies. He's been horrible. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Like Glad I drafted I, him. He just doesn't look like the same with Noah, but hopefully he figures it out because I like him. Um, let's go to number seven. Oh God, it's so gross. This list is disgusting. I want to puke. Number seven is the Texas Rangers. I don't know. They're going to suck in a couple of weeks. They don't, DeGrom's hurt. We'll, they don't have, we'll be there outfielders. in a month. They have a Dolores Garcia in the outfield, and I don't even know who else. It's wild to me that they are even, they, they just beat the Astros, so I had to put them on here. The Astros aren't on my list, and it makes me want to cry because they should be number one. We're going to go get to see the new stadium when they play the Cardinals. Have you talked to, when you actually let's talk about the Astros? Anyway, let's go to number six. <laughs> but yes, the Yankees, I have. It's all taken Yan- care of. Okay. The Yankees are 10 and six. Um, I don't know how they're winning games without Rodon, Severino, and 
Um, they're starting Johnny Burrito, who just gave up like 10 runs in one inning. I don't know. It's like it's a small sample. Yankees are going to be good. They're going to be on this list probably the whole year. I just don't think they're elite like some people do. Garrett Cole um, shoved yesterday. Garrett Cole's very good. He might win the second. Yeah. Sure. Um, five. Hey, hold on one second. Sorry. Yeah. Can I give you yeah. a stat that I did not know? He's now 98th or 97th all time in strikeouts. It's crazy. He's going to be the whole that. Thing. I mean, and he's only. I think all he's really going to do. Yeah. I, I think all he's really got to do is when I saw young and then he's going to be cemented in there. Um, Passed Whitey Ford I, yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. Whitey, yeah, <laughs> Whitey Ford. <laughs> well, fifth, I'm going to go with the New York Mets, 10 and 6. Um, I'll be honest with you. The Mets are 10 and 6, and it just feels like they're not that good. I know. <laughs> I like, know. They are, I think they assembled the worst possible $350 million team ever. Like you're gonna be good if you have that much money tied into a team, but I don't think they could have done it worse. Yeah, that's fair. Is that fair? Their offense is garbage. Yeah, probably. I've been saying this. Their offense. They well, Alonzo is very good. He's he's amazing. Pete Alonzo is amazing. Joey Marte has been very very good. Very good. All three of those are very good. Then I only named two. I named Lindor. Um, Lindor's amazing. Oh, okay. He's okay. Awesome. All right. All right. But all other right. than those three, like who you got, man? You got Mark Hanna. Yeah, Brandon cool. Nemo. Okay. The most overpaid player in baseball. Brad Space McNeil, your boy. McNeil's dude. Not, he's a contactator, not hitting for contact and the shift went away. Please explain it to me. I'm moving on for the twins look really, really good. They're 10 and six. Their they 10 do. and six looks way better than the Mets 10 and six. Can we agree on that? Like the 10, the twins just went in there, man. They split the series with New York, won the first two, but in a place where they've really struggled in historically in New York, they're not good in New York. Perea showed out, Buxton showed out, and Edward Julian is a stud. I, I'm so glad they called that guy up. He's a Canadian, which I like, um, but he's a second baseman. He's a stud. He hit his first, this is cool, dad. He hit his first big league hit and first big league homer in the same inning, and they were different hits. I How know. crazy is that? And Pablo Lopez looks very good for them. Looks really good. Just extended him, which is great. Yeah. I really like the Twins this year. I did. I, it kind of surprised me how much I like their team. I don't think I knew it without looking at it. I think they're going to be really good. Um, and I hopefully, Morris Lewis comes back and plays a factor at some point. Yep. Um, three, I've got the Brewers. They're not Cardinal fans. They're not going to be this good. Someone clip this. They're not going to be this good. <laughs> They are getting massive contribute contributions, and I'm not taking away from them. Joey Weimer looks really good. Garrett Mitchell and Bryce Turing both also look really good. It was great for them. Um, it's not going to continue. Brandon Woodruff's hurt now. It. I just. I don't know. They're winning games barely. They're like getting lucky. It seems. They're not this good. They're going to one to nothing yesterday. Devin, one to dude, Devin, nothing against the Padres. Devin's. Frank Grisham yeah. took a fastball down the middle on three two with the bases loaded to tie it. They would have tied. I know. Devin's nasty though, so good for him. Um, yeah. Two, we'll go with the Braves, twelve and four. Really, I mean, they'd be at number one if the first team didn't have the best start of all time. But the Braves, man, this might be the best iteration of this Braves team we've ever seen. Um, yeah, I think if Spencer Strider, Max Fried, and Kyle Wright are healthy, it's going to be bad way and far better than the World Series team because they have Acuna and he looks like he's full back, fully back, which is awesome. Um, and Albies. Austin Riley is just a beast. Albies has three jack, three jacks already. Matt Olson's a year long, um, a year been there a year longer now. He's getting comfortable. Sean Murphy looks good. They still have Travis Darno. Like I, if they get a left fielder, the league's finished because Marcelo Zuna is the worst hitter on the planet. But yeah, he's bad. And he also won the worst people in Vaughn Grissom so back up. By the way, Vaughn Grissom yeah, back up. Yeah, that guy's such dude. If he hits, yeah. 
if I know, I know. About it. If, I know. if that guy becomes what his talent says he can be, that's just going to be unfair. Uh, number one, we got the race 14 and three. Been struggling a little bit lately. Start out 13 and 0. I'll give them some grace on losing three or four. They look really good, man. I mean, it sucks to it sucks that Jeffrey Springs got hurt. It really sucks that Tyler Glass now is on the shelf. But Brandon Lau looks like he's back, which is awesome because I'm a big Brandon Lau fan. Wander Franco looks like this might be his year where he finally does what we all thought he could do when he came up. Because he might be the most hyped prospect in the last 15 years. Um, they're just really good, man. Randy's Yandy playing really well. Diaz. Yandy Diaz is the most underrated player in all of baseball. The guy just has a 400 OBP every single year. No one talks about him. He's a, he's a beast. Brady's They're playing Tampa good. Bay Rays baseball. Yeah. They're getting great efforts yep. from their starters. They're getting great relief pitching. Um, and they're getting hitters that just fly under the radar and do their job. And they hit a lot of home. Well, Jeffrey so. Spring's good news. It looked like not nearly as bad as yeah. what they were initially Thank God, dude. He's, feared. He's so good. So I think he's going to be okay. Zach Eflin's hurt. That team has yep. some really shit luck. Like they always have a lot of injuries for some reason. I don't know if it's because they make them spin the shit out of the ball to be good. I don't know if that's why. But Drew Rasmussen, what a fine that guy's been. They just find these guys and make them great. I don't know what it Fairbanks. is. Organization. Um, yeah, Fairbanks. Just that might be the first power rankings we've ever assembled that did not include the Dodgers, Astros, or Cardinals. Or Phillies. Or Padres. Or Phillies. Yeah. I'm mad at the Padres. You know who I'm mad at? We're going one more rent and then we need to get out of here. Juan Soto, yeah. swing the fucking bat once in a while, buddy. Yeah. You're there to do damage. And then he comes out. Like he's he's taking fastball down the middle and then acts like we're supposed to be happy that he took a six pitch walk. Maybe hit the fastball down the middle, Juan. You're not there to walk. You're not. Uh, it's frustrating because he's so fucking good. I want to see him hit bombs. I don't want to see him walk every at bat. And I get that's crazy to say, but it's just frustrating to me. But here's the my biggest problem. He just came out and said that 2019 Nationals team was more fun than this team, than the Padres he's on right now because no one was looking for contracts. One buddy, you're the only buddy. You're the only one looking for a contract. <laughs> Everyone else is signed. What the hell are you oh. talking about? It's you and Blake another Snell. guy, by the way, who has a shot to get three thousand hits if he swings the bat. He's awesome, dude. He's so good. He's gonna be one of those guys I'm talking about where you're like his walks plus hits are sixteen thousand, but he only has two thousand yeah. hits. Right. But man, he's so good and he's such a fun talent. But God, I don't want to watch him walk every at bat, especially yeah. when your team's not scoring runs. You gotta drive him some runs, Juan. A lot going on. A lot He's going great. on. He's so good. The Cardinals so aren't in the power rankings. The Dodgers, the Astros, the Padres, and the Phillies. I couldn't sneak the Cardinals. Yeah, or the Mariners. That. That's like our, our like love child. Could you imagine Mariners. me leaving the car on the Astros off at eight and nine and putting the Cardinals in at seven and ten? <laughs> oh no. No, I'm glad you didn't do that. All right. Yeah. No. Um let's get out of here. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh look, first of all, hopefully Cardinals, you got two more nights to go see them. Those of you in the St. Louis area. Uh, you got two more nights, Arizona at home. I, it's Wednesday a day game. I don't know. If it might be since we're heading to Seattle. That assume, might be a day game. I would assume it is. Um, yeah. If you have the MLB package, I've been watching a lot of minor league baseball. I told you I've watched Libby twice. I watched some Springfield baseball the other day. Uh, and then I've been watching the Mariners because I get home late when I work. So uh, get, didn't get to see the Cardinals tonight, but that's whatever. Anyway, get out, watch some baseball. Hopefully the weather is – I don't know what the weather's like up there. It's been gorgeous here. Cold. So hopefully the weather up there is nice. Huh? 45 Old. degrees today. Ah, oh, it sucks. Let's get out of here. It was here. 80. It was 80. I want to talk about the weather. 37 right All now. right, everybody. Let's get out of here. Uh, again, hit the subscribe button and help us out. Follow us on all our socials. We'd love to hear from you. We will have the mailbag next time. I promise. I will make sure that it happens. He's it will. lying. It's going to happen. Uh, everybody, have an amazing rest of your week. We'll talk to you in the next couple of days. 
And uh, hopefully the Cardinals can get back on the path. So go Cards.